An Irish proverb says, laughter is brightest in the place where food is. Today, we're talking food. This is Focused on Flagler Schools, and I'm Jason Wheeler, Community Information Specialist with Flagler Schools. I want to share the achievements and challenges facing our students, teachers, and staff right here in Flagler County, Florida. So, let's dive right in. Angie Bush joins us now for this edition. Uh, Angie is our Director of Food and Nutrition Services. Welcome first. Thank you, Jason. Tell us your journey to Flagler Schools. I always ask everybody who comes on, you know, how did you get here? So how did you get to Flagler Schools? Uh, Through a food service route, interestingly. I went to school to be a veterinarian and then ended up in the uh, hospitality management uh, class uh, or curriculum. And I did some time in restaurants. I've done time at the college level with uh, student food service. And then I moved to Florida. My family moved to Florida 17 or 18 years ago and uh, applied for a job in the school district with, within food service. And here I am. Director of running the whole thing, running yeah. the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit because, you know, parents who have, you haven't been on a campus in a while, or even if you don't have a child in schools and you haven't been on a campus before, it's... You go into a cafeteria, lunchroom, and, and it's a lot different. There's a, a lot same, but there's a lot different than if you were in school 20 years ago. Um, what is the overview of, of your department and, and what happens in these cafeterias? Uh, I think the biggest difference is over the last 20 years and remembering being a student in high school at one time, um, it's really tailored more as a as a – operation that we want the schools, not something we have to be there for the students, but we want the students to come in and partake and participate in our programs. So the focus over the last 20 years has turned from just putting whatever out because the students are a captive audience to really enticing them to come and participate with us. So name brand foods, uh, giving them options, Mm -hmm. allowing them to choose some things uh, each day. And in some of the schools you've seen, and maybe some of our listeners have seen, they're almost set up as food courts, the high schools are. So they've got a lot of options. Um, I think that's the biggest change. It's It's more of a business to draw them in rather than to yeah. than to just expect them to come and eat with us. Because I know when I was in high school, it was a big deal when they op- when they opened up a salad bar. But now, I mean, salad bar is like just one of five options in a high school now, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Now, food services, it's more than just what is on our campuses. You are, you are out, I mean, truly a fabric of, of our Flagler County community. Um, we're wrapping up this school year, but that doesn't mean your mission is ending. Uh, you guys are, um, it's a 12 month mission, is it not? It is. Uh, we, we even pre COVID were, we operated the summer feeding program. Mm-hmm. So as long as I've been here, we've been feeding students year round. Uh, it just came to light, I think. And I, th- I don't think many people knew about it until COVID hit yeah. that. And we, we went out to more places in the community with that food and with that service. So it, it's been the same COVID changed things a little bit for us and has made things a different than we've ever known it before but um, we we are getting ready to roll into summer and this summer as you know with all of the programs and the the robust learning environments that we're creating for our students this summer it's going to be it's going to be even 
different from last summer and, and bigger than we've experienced in the past. I've asked a few people this question. What did you learn from last this last year and last summer? Because really, once our schools shut down spring break last year, you guys had about a week. And then let's we got to, we've got to figure out how to feed these people. We actually um, didn't. Um, our staff came back on their spring break when they were not oh, supposed to be I here. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we didn't even have a week. We came back when everybody else had a week and put food, you know, got food, made food available right. to our students because we were concerned about spring break even at that mm-hmm. time and what they would have available to them. So, yeah, we... Uh, so standing that up um, for from spring break the last three months of school and then rolling right into a summer program, which is basically what you were doing for those three months, just a little bit bigger. Yes. And then rolling into this school year and then rolling into another summer. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a long, long journey for you and your staff. It has been a long journey. Um, there's been a lot of lessons. I, I will tell you personally, for me, one thing I've learned is that my staff is resilient and I went into last spring or when it, when COVID first hit and we first shut down, I was terrified that mm-hmm. of, of how to even lead a team that was terrified yeah. of, of our environment and everything that was around us. And wow, did they step up just in ways that I don't, I don't even I've just been amazed by them and they continue to do so. And they continue to roll with the punches and not even punches, but just, uh, we start down one road one week and then all of a sudden we're turning 180 degrees to go a different way, which is the way the world has been. But they've rolled with it, and they've been fine with sometimes weekly changes in our operations. Because we forget being in Florida because it's been kind of semi-open pretty much the whole time. Yeah. But back then, that that a year ago, that spring break and, and, and afterwards, everybody was hunkered down, yet you all were masking up and going and gloving up and going out. We were. Um, you were, you know, sometimes probably the only people on the road. <laughs> but, but, I, and I, and I was able to to uh, to go along with you guys on a couple of Fridays, mm-hmm. and 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 to see that turnout and the interaction and and these families thanking you all for that. I mean, you're not prepared for that, and that's not why you did it. Um, but that's got to leave a mark on you. It does, and and again, to give kudos to my staff, just seeing their even though they were nervous, even though all of us were um, in uncharted territory in our programs and operations, they were, they took pleasure in riding the buses out to the remote sites or or to the outer lying sites or standing on the curbside in the heat. They really took pleasure in it and tried to make it a a very positive experience for our families. Right. So let's talk the the summer food operations um, again, because we are, you know, drawing down this school year. So you're obviously planning for, you know, June and and on. How does this work? Uh, who can take part? Um, is it just school kids? It's because it really does encompass the entire community. It does. And the summer program, which we're going to continue, we rolled through yeah. the school year with it. We're going to roll into summer with the summer program. And that really encompasses all, all children, 18 and under. And that, and it's still, uh, that's still the rule. That's mm-hmm. still the guideline. Uh, what makes it tricky for us is having is maneuvering the schools and school security, the campuses and the different camps and clubs and things, and trying to maintain all of those pieces. So this summer, not unlike any other summer, we're going to support the the kids and the students that are at the schools for the various activities. Um, 
And then we're still to be determined the times, dates, and locations, but we're still going to have a community pickup mm-hmm. site or sites if we can. We're going to start small right. and expand because I'm a little bit nervous about going. We have limited staff staff members this yeah. summer. That's one of our challenges. So I'm a little bit concerned with making creating too big of a program that we can't maintain. Uh, so we're going to start smaller and then as we see need or as as the community gives me feedback or gives the district feedback we'll certainly adapt as we can because you want to help everybody no matter i mean you really realistically do. i would love to stand up everything we did last summer and support the district's programs as well i'm just not sure that we're gonna have the resources resources being people to do so so i i, I warn everybody when you see that that come out and it's going to be out in a few i imagine a few weeks yeah. don't get discouraged if it's not in your neighborhood uh, Angie and her staff, like they did last year, you you really did. Like, hey, let's see where we are actually needed. We think we know where we need to be, but you're able to move around if need be. So, yes. so it may not be the first week, but maybe week two we'll see. Uh, and you mentioned that you know some other challenges with this with this summer program. Probably our biggest challenge, our other biggest challenge right now is just our food supply chain. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how things like a, a ship in the Suez Canal or cardboard shortages or aluminum shortages, uh, I, don't, I don't think you think about that, but it does impact our program. So what we're seeing now are some food substitutions that we aren't planning on, um, trays are not available, things like that that make it a little trickier. Uh, so that we're just keeping an eye on that and doing the best we can. But I know it frustrates our parents sometimes when we have menus posted or we say this is what's going to be available and then it's not because if their students don't like the alternative and they thought they were going to get pizza and it's a burger instead, yeah. and I understand that, it's, it's, it's been tough this year. Um, what you saw at the grocery stores early on in COVID with the shelves empty and saying one per customer, we, we are feeling that too and wow. trying to do our best to work through those challenges. And you're working through supplies you know, months and months ahead, and, yes. and and you guys are having trouble with this. The other thing that's going to happen, and going into the fall, I know we didn't jump to or to talk about fall yet, but um, we've already been warned there's a truck driver shortage, and we've also been warned that with new schools coming online, you know, we've been open. Some some districts in other states haven't. Yeah, they do. They do put pressure on that food supply chain. They're drawing from the same suppliers and the same manufacturers that we are here in Florida. So when those schools come back online again in August or September, that it might be a little bit tough because the manufacturers aren't all up to 100% production capacity yet. And on top of that, if we have a hurricane out in the area, you guys have to be ready for that as well. So why not? <laughs> and that, but that segues into fall because, again, that's something you, you and your staff are tasked as well. Um, <laughs> And I hate to bring up the H word, but that it, no, it, it's no. we are in Florida, um, yeah. and and we have we had a kind of a a dry run, you know, pandemic hurricane. Fortunately, we didn't get hit, and we have to open up shelters. But it is, I mean, you again, you're planning not just 24 hours out when something like that. You're talking, you know, and, and with the supply chain that's stressed. Oh, yeah. I don't envy you and your staff at all. Oh. No, it just it just makes it tough. Hurricanes, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> hurricanes have always been a little bit of a challenge. Uh, getting ready for shelters and and uh, feeding our community in that yeah. respect. Because that's but not just kids. That's that's the community that's, coming that's in. Adults, more coffee, <laughs> coffee and cookies. It, honestly, if we can keep the coffee and cookies rolling, usually <laughs> that keeps everyone happy. We could solve uh, the world's problems with coffee and we cookies. Can. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, we'll think about that when it comes, Jason. <laughs> I know one of the news items that came out uh, this year was the fact that there was no charge for, for our lunches. And we've already done no charge for breakfast. Um, 
and we've got word late this year that the U.S. government is going to continue this into the next fall, which is yes. great for parents. Yes. Um, who are, you know, many of our parents are struggling, and, and this is welcome. Um, but with that, we miss out on gathering those families who may qualify for free reduced. We do. Uh, one thing that we saw this past year, because all of the meals were free, is many of our families didn't see a need that, that would qualify, mm-hmm. didn't see a need to apply. Uh, and unfortunately, some, some of our programs that that are available to the students, they depend on those numbers. So if there's not an application on file, we can't share the number. It, it doesn't exist, even though we know some of our families would qualify in a normal year. So I would just, we're going to continue to put messaging out from the district and from Cafe EDU, from yeah. Food Services, to make sure to, that families that do qualify, even though meals will be free again this year, that is out and we're happy to to have that opportunity mm-hmm. to do that again. Um, but we definitely are going to encourage our families to apply, that would qualify to apply again if they haven't, just so that um, things like E-rate, uh, ACT and SAT, testing, uh, re- not refunds, uh, discounts. Rebates and stuff. Rebates. Yeah. Um, those things will be available to the students that need them. Because there, there's a lot tied into that number. Um, yeah. And, and districts, we, we receive extra funds as well, depending on and, – and attention based on your free reduced numbers. And, and we know out there that, that there has to be probably an increased number of people who qualify this upcoming year because it has been a very, very rough year for so many people here in Flyer County. It has. And I, I want to take this moment to mention the pandemic EBT monies that are out there and becoming available to parents – uh, the, we do not provide that program. We do not operate it. Um, however, we support it. So I would just uh, let parents know that are looking into that. Obviously, you're, you're not going to go through us for the application process, but if there's something that we can do to help get information to uh, DCF, to the, the, the organizations that are helping, are providing that, that, we're happy to do it. Just contact us, and we'll do whatever we can to get whatever information to them sure. that they need. Finally, before I let you go, it, and you talked about it a little bit a few seconds ago, but it, it's so hard. You know, food nutrition services doesn't really roll off the tongue. So you guys rebranded last year, Cafe Edu. So people may see this on social media, see it on the website. What is Cafe Edu? How did this come about? Um, <laughs> it, it, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. That was that was um, our. I don't want to say downtime, but, you know, obviously the, the pandemic shut things down. And so yeah. we did have some time to really reflect and, and and look at where we're at, where we want to go, what we're really doing. So Cafe EDU, it is our brand. Um, we're working to make that a stronger brand and get that out there a little bit more. But, you know, really what it is, Jason, um, beyond that, what, what we are, we're a hundred and some odd people that are here to feed children uh, support our students, support our schools, support our community as best we can. Um, and and I, our main, I, I, I won't know we don't have a lot of time to go through all of it, but some of the pieces of our strategic plan for the upcoming year are building relationships. That's probably one of the top things that I'm working with my staff on because yeah. if you don't have the relationships that, you know, a lot of other things just fall apart from there. That's the most important thing we can do is build effective relationships with our parents, with our community, with one another. Um, and then, of course, uh, operating efficiently, decreasing yeah. costs as we can, increasing our revenue potential, um, creating a, a more robust employment life cycle. I love what our employee of the year, Josh Walker, has in his tagline for NHR. It says, from hire to fire. Yeah. There's a lot we can do a lot better 
with our employees' careers mm -hmm. here with the district and training, developing future leaders. And then um, one thing that's near and dear to my heart is is being valuable to our community. And before COVID, I, want, <laughs> I really wanted to reduce, reuse, recycle. And we were working on getting rid of styrofoam right. and plastics and things. And then we just went so far backwards with that. So uh, that get, trying to get that initiative back in gear to not be throwing things into our ocean mm -hmm. since we live right on it. Right. Um, and then food waste and, and our farm to school program, I think we can do a lot better with with those initiatives as well. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. And I think the upcoming school year is probably going to be the year of the reset, um, mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing. Nope. Uh, and, and, and I think we, it's been a very challenging year for everybody, including uh, with Food Nutritional Services. Uh, my last two questions, I ask our, our guests the same two questions. Uh, what makes you sad? <laughs> um. Other 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 people's sadness. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can usually feel it. It's pretty tangible. And so when other people are down, I feel like I need to swoop in and uh, somehow make that better. So that's probably the biggest thing. The other side, what makes you happy? Um, the sun, time with my family, um, other people's happiness. Uh, on the other side of that, when people find joy, I find joy. Uh, my faith brings joy to me. Gosh. You're a simple person, <laughs> yeah. which is not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Angie Bush, our uh, Director of Food Nutrition Services, thank you so much for the conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, Jason. I appreciate it as well. And we want to thank you for listening to Focused on Flagler Schools, a production of the Flagler County School District. New episodes are released every other Thursday. If you like what you hear, subscribe. And check out Flagler Schools at www.flaglerschools.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're there at Flagler Schools. Thanks for listening. And remember, let's keep focused on Flagler Schools.